This is episode number 54 with transformation coach, Chris Lee. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. It is a spectacular day here at the School of Greatness Studios because I have a huge guest back in with me today. One of the most popular episodes on the School of Greatness up to date and uh, the only guest, uh, there's been one of the guests that I've had on twice, so he will be the second guest to come on twice. His name is Mr. Chris Lee. He is a transformation coach, been doing work in leadership and emotional intelligence training workshops and seminars all over the world, worked with thousands and thousands of people, changed lives, and uh, he is extremely talented at what he does. And an amazing individual, an amazing heart, and I'm so grateful to have him back on. And in this episode, he is covering the 10 principles of abundance and prosperity. And for those people who are listening, who may be struggling or feel like you're not getting enough or you don't have what you want in your relationships, in your finance, in your career, with your health, just things aren't happening the way you would like them to happen. There's something holding you back. There's some type of scarcity conversation that you're living in, that you're having with yourself that is holding you back from getting what you truly want and ultimately what you truly deserve to have in this lifetime. It's all up to you. It's a choice. It's a decision that you get to make each and every moment, each and every day. And Chris is uh, so amazing. He's here to uh, kind of share and bless us with his wisdom of 25 years of this work to really hammer down his 10 core principles on living an abundant, prosperous life. So with that, guys, Feel free to open up your, your mind, your soul, and, and most importantly, your hearts, and listen in to what Chris is about to say on these 10 principles. And let's go ahead and just dive right into it with the one and only Mr. Chris Lee. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness. I'm super pumped about today's episode because we've got a guest who's been on before, a very familiar guest. His name is Mr. Chris Lee. What is up, Chris? What's up? I'm so happy to be back again. Very pumped. You're in LA once every two months. Yeah. Every six weeks. And uh, I got a hold of you to finally come back in the studio. I want to get you back on here every quarter is my goal because you're doing a lot of trainings out here. Absolutely. And Chris, for those of you who are new listeners, make sure to go back and check out episode 36. 
because it's one of the most powerful episodes uh, on the School of Greatness. So many people come up to me and say it's changed their lives, that they've listened to it six, seven times. It's amazing. I've gotten, I still get feedback. Yeah. And it's been how long? Like three months? At least three months ago. Yeah. At least three months, right? No, but it's been very positive, great feedback. People really enjoyed it and got a lot of value out of it. Yeah. And we did something really cool on there. Chris put me through a guided meditation on there, something we've never done on the podcast before. So it's all about, uh, you know, tapping into your heart and discovering what you really want in your life and the steps on how to do that, the principles on how to do that. And I wanted to bring back Chris on. He said, you know, I should really talk about abundance and prosperity because I think it's something a lot of people are looking to discover in their life is how to be abundant with relationships, with finances, with fitness, health, and everything they want. And yeah, well, I said, what, let's bring it. Let's yeah, do it. Absolutely. One of, one of the things that I keep hearing in my seminars, because I'm, I'm with people every week, yeah, is how people don't have the money, don't have the time, don't have the energy. There seems to be a, a scarcity conversation all across the board. Yeah. All over the world. Yeah, everywhere. I do this all over the world. So in Latin America and Europe, Asia, and you, I keep hearing about scarcity, people not having money, not having time, not having the energy to do things. And what people don't realize is that it's a lot easier than we think to create an abundant life. Mm. How is it so easy? When people well, it's, are up in, it's, you know. it's shifting a mindset. Everything is a mindset. So you shift mm. your mindset and you're reality shifts Mm. when your reality shifts your actions and choices shift therefore your results shift right right so how i mean let's just throw a couple examples out there for someone who's a mom a single mom of two or three kids working a job that only makes thirty forty thousand dollars a year or maybe less or maybe you know part-time jobs here and there trying to get by how does someone like that who's really driving around picking up kids barely making enough to get by think of abundantly when they've been thinking for years a certain way and been living a certain way how do you just shift it all of a sudden and say okay i'm going to start making money and have time and energy and well the way to shift it and it's not just for the single mom it's for anybody even people that make money sometimes aren't abundant it's about shifting consciousness and really we need to define abundance okay so what is abundance? so shifting the definition of abundance most people think abundance is having a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of cars, a lot of bling bling, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of um, you know, quantity of things. And really true abundance has nothing to do with what you have. It has everything to do with how you see the world and it has to do with who you are. Mm-hmm. It's about shifting consciousness. You see abundance is a state of consciousness. Now prosperity is the result of that consciousness. So prosperity is the money and the car and the you know, success and all the things that we want and all the things that we deserve, and I say that we're meant to have. But the way we go about it is the wrong way. Mm. And so how I define abundance, abundance is a state of being. It's a state of consciousness. And it's a state of consciousness of gratitude. I like that. So when you come from gratitude and gratefulness, and acknowledging all of the immense gifts that we have as human beings, it's amazing. Your life will change forever. Mm. Mm. Now, where are most people coming from? If they're not Scarcity. From, if they're not from gratitude. They're, they're seeing from. like the, the old example, half, uh, glass half empty. Mm-hmm. So they see the glass half empty. The glass half empty. 
versus the glass half full. And so we see through those lenses what we don't have, what we don't create, what we need. And so our mind is like a magnet and it gravitates to those kind of concepts. And so what happens is the nature of thought is that what you think about expands. Mm. So if you think about what you don't have, I don't have money, I don't have money. Or if you think about what you haven't created, I haven't ha gotten that job yet or I haven't created that relationship yet then what your mind does it gravitates towards that and it snowballs mm -hmm. and so your own your own your only reality is what you don't have and then it's impossible to create from a broken foundation uh. and so no matter what we put in that broken foundation it's cracked and it's never enough so i know millionaires that are scarce i have a friend that makes over a million dollars a month mm. and he's the most negative depressed really you know, doesn't trust anybody, isn't joyful, isn't free. I mean, it's just an amazing thing how he won't get that his joy does not come from his money. Right. It comes from who he's being. And I know people do don't that don't make a lot of money, but they're totally abundant. Yeah. So it's really not about what you have. It's about who you are. Mm -hmm. So abundance is def defined as a state of consciousness of gratefulness and it's gratitude. And so when I focus on the fact that I'm breathing, think about all the people that can't breathe without a tube mm. or without a mask. The fact that I could see you and I could see this amazing view yeah. that is, you know, that I could see this view. This view is priceless. Mm. And that I could actually listen. And all of you that are listening to us, the fact that you could actually have the moment to listen to us and that you have something to listen through. I mean, when you think about all the things and that, that really you're grateful for, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. We're all millionaires, we just don't know it. Right. I mean, yeah. think about it. What would someone blind pay to have eyesight? What would someone who can't listen or hear pay to, to have ears that listen or hear? All the money in the world. Yeah, what would you pay for legs? Think about it, you're an athlete. Yeah. How many, how many athletes, you know, don't don't have you know the ability to participate in their sport because physically they can't yeah what would they pay for new legs or anything you know so anyway so the, the real point is is the state of consciousness right and gratitude gratitude it's interesting you say that i mentioned this i think in a podcast recently where i was training with the usa national team for handball a couple months ago and i was having a bad day i was just kind of frustrated at the team the coaches just like things weren't going my way and that was that was snowballing because I was allowing it to manifest in my thoughts. And I was just like talking about it. I was being negative. And what you think about expands. Exactly. And it was expanding. It was expanding. <laughs> and then it shifted the moment that something happened. We were practicing. It was a really tough practice. And I was kind of like, you know, just annoyed, frustrated talking about it with the teammates. And then something on the other side of the court happened. There was, <laughs> there was um, a team playing a sport and this team was a wheelchair basketball team and they were all couldn't use their legs wow and i was going through this really hard workout stressed out and uh i just shifted i was like man these guys would be do anything to be in pain they would do anything to feel the pain that i'm feeling right now in my legs and right then is when everything shifted. I was like, I'm so blessed and grateful I have legs to be in pain with. Right there, you practice abundance. Yeah. So that's a beautiful example yeah. right there. Yeah. 
Because what we do is we focus on what we don't have. We focus on what we haven't created. We focus on what we haven't accomplished. And then that energy, what it does is that it pushes all those things away. Yeah. So instead of gravitating it or, you know, attracting it, what we do or gravitating towards it, we push it away. Yeah. So the state of abundance is that consciousness of every day, wake up, open your eyes and say, thank you. That's the first exercise of this podcast. I like that. Okay? Every single day when you wake up, open your eyes and just say the words, thank you. Mm. Because that will start your day in an abundant way. Mm. Because you're saying, thank you, I arrived at another day. Yeah. I do that when I wake up every day. I'm like, wow, I made it. <laughs> I don't take life for granted because yeah. there's people who don't wake up. Yeah. Every day. Just like when I land in an airplane, I live on an airplane. So every time it lands, I'm like, yes, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I really, you know, I live this. It's not something I just talk about. I, really, yeah. I truly live it. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay. So you've got, now we have foundations really coming from a place of gratitude, which I practice constantly. And I feel like that's what allows me to be free from a lot of stress and anxiety and you know achieve some type of success in my business that I do yeah. have is by being grateful constantly with all my relationships with what I'm constantly given as opposed to what I'm lacking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I really believe in that. But you've got 10 principles Absolutely. Of, of abundance and prosperity, right? Absolutely. But before I get to the 10 principles, I want to make a point that the next time you're having a moment that you're not happy or that you're thinking that, you know, that life is throwing you a curveball or that things aren't turning out Remember that your breakdown for someone else is actually a blessing. Mm, can you talk about that? Yeah. For example, you're stuck in traffic and you're upset and you're ready to punch <laughs> through the windshield or you want to, you know, have a, you know, a moment of road rage against yeah. a neighbor, you know, that's in the car. Remember there's a day that will be a day when you can't drive. Mm. There'll be a day when you wish you had somewhere to go. Mm. My father last year passed away. You know, he was my hero. Yeah. And when he was on his deathbed, he was saying, you know what? Everything I complained about is actually a luxury. I wish I had those things to complain about. So it's just a state of consciousness. Just remember that everything in life, see it as a, you know, be grateful for it and really see it as a blessing. Mm. Because when you see life as a blessing, that opens up abundance and prosperity for you. Even the curveballs, the hard parts, everything. It's all a blessing. It's all a lesson in disguise. Even yeah. your enemies, they're actually angels in disguise. Mm. Because it's up to you to see it in that way. And that opens up the door to abundance prosperity. Sure, sure. Okay. I all like right. that. I like that. So let's go into the, to the 10 principles of abundance prosperity. The first one is called outflowing. Outflowing. And basically what that means is everything you put out comes back to you multiplied. Okay. And so when you're conscious that you are a gift and that everything in your life is a blessing and that the fact that you're alive and the fact that you have arrived to a new day and the fact that you have all these abilities like to see, to walk, to, you know, to dance, to sing mm -hmm. and all the gifts that you have. Once you're aware of that and you're conscious that abundance is really a state of gratitude and being grateful, then the natural tendency is to give it away. Yeah. And so outflowing is to focus out, focus on the people around you, focus on your children, focus on you know, your partner, focus at work, wherever you go, be a giver. 
Mm. You know, there's two kinds of people in life. There's givers and takers. And I truly, firmly believe in the law of attraction. What you put out comes back multiplied. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. And we truly do attract to our lives who we are, what we think, what we speak, and who we're being. Mm-hmm. And so what you want in life is a joyful, loving, passionate, successful life, then you got to start giving it away. Those exact qualities. Yeah. So outflowing requires that you acknowledge all the things that are working about you. It requires that you acknowledge the things that you're proud of. You know, one of the things that I recommend in my workshops is for people to make a list of 10 accomplishments that they're proud of. Mm. In their life or just in in their life. Yeah. You know, I, you know, started my own business. I graduated college. You know, because what that does is that it builds self-worth. Mm. And as it builds self-worth, we could build upon that. Since we're always focusing on what we haven't done, a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people are like I used to be, accomplish things and keep moving. Yeah. I was the same. And thing. it's like, so what same now? Way. What what's yeah. next? Okay. Made a million dollars. Who cares now? Yeah. You know, versus accomplish something and actually celebrate it and acknowledge it. I think the worst part is actually accomplishing what you wanted and then discounting it. Not right. even, not even not acknowledging it, but being like, I'm not good enough still. Or that was lucky. Yeah. You know, or it was mm-hmm. chance. Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, and outflowing is to, you know, for you to be able to outflow, you got to acknowledge what you have to give. So what are your talents? What are you good at? Are you a good cook? Are you a good dancer? Are you good at salsa? Are you good at uh, organizing? Are you a great, you know, coach? You know, what is it that you're good at? Acknowledge it and give it away. You know, be that kind of person that is giving. You know, there are two ways of thinking in life, one is what's in it for me, or the other way of thinking is what can I contribute? And so if you wake up from thank you and what can I contribute today Ugh. versus what's the day gonna do for me? Yeah. You know, it's the consciousness of giving. Give your smile, give a hug, give acknowledgement, go out of your way to make a difference, random acts of kindness, you know, everything that has to do with giving. Yeah. What it does is that it activates the abundance consciousness and the abundance state around you. Mm. And so all of a sudden things will start flowing your way that you had no idea. I mean it. Checks will be coming in the mail. People will be offering you jobs. Relationships will start to appear because you're going to show up in a way and create the container for success. And people, especially in business, people that come from contribution in business, service and giving in business, what happens is your business becomes irresistible to other people. Yeah. And so if you want to have and become an irresistible business, you got to be an irresistible person. Mm. And by being that person that practices outflowing, you'll start generating abundance everywhere. Yeah. Amazing. So outflow is the first part. That's the first principle. So outflowing would be the first principle. The second principle is clearing. And what clearing means is when you clear, you're letting go of the past. Because a lot of times when we hang on to those mental obstacles or those mental issues, for example, guilt is a killer. Resentment is another killer. 
you know, just feelings that we, you know, sometimes we carry, I always say in my trainings that we're carrying a building on our backs or there's a monkey on your back. Well, let the monkey go. You've got to throw the building out. You got to get rid of, you know, clear off that broken relationship, clear off that business that didn't work, clear off um, negative thoughts, negative mm. beliefs, you know, things that we carry with us. We yeah. just got to let it go. And, you know, letting go sometimes means giving up being right. You know, mm. it doesn't matter if you're right. What do you, what would you rather be dead or right? You know, I mean, yeah. be dead and right or be alive. Yeah. You know, you could be alive dead right. <laughs> you could be dead right or you could be alive. Right. And dead doesn't necessarily mean six feet under. Dead could just mean that I just go through life miserable. A, a prisoner to resentment, to anger, right. to anger. Yeah. So clearing is very important. And, and a lot of times, you know, clearing doesn't need to be with another person. It could just be with you. You know, you can make a, a list of the things that you're pissed off at and have a little bonfire, flush it down the toilet. Mm -hmm. You know, that that energy of just burning it. Sure. I have friends that go to the, to the beach. They love the ocean. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, bring a symbol that represents the past and they throw it into the ocean. <laughs> Sometimes we hang on to stuff. We hang on to, you know, I, I have girlfriends, for example, that are still mad at their ex-boyfriend from six years ago. Yeah. I have friends who, you know, are pissed off at their business partners that ripped them off 10 years ago. And they're you know, probably not successful in business right now. Of course not, because you, you hang on to stuff. You just got to get over it. You know, just so, got to so let it go. So how does someone clear with someone else? Let's just give an example of how you can do that. So you let it go with someone else. If it's not by yourself in the ocean or the bonfire. Well, um, from a responsible place and say, you know, uh, you know, Lewis, I just, you know, I want you to know how important you are to me. And it's important that our relationship be, you know, um, paid up, be up updated. Mm. And, uh, I want to be on the level with you. There's certain things that are in our, in my way with you. And do I have permission to clear with you? Mm. You know, you got to create permission. You got to establish the relationship. You're important to me. You know, if, if the person wasn't important to you, you wouldn't want to clear with them. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. 
When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So establish how important the person is and communicate what it is that you need to communicate from a responsible place. Clearing does not mean dump on the person. Clearing isn't, Lewis, you're a jerk and you did this and this and this. No, you know, Lewis, I want you to know that I I found myself getting upset because of this, this, and this. And my request is that from this point forward, whatever the request is. Sure. So it's communicating the upset and then communicating the request. The person can either accept it or not accept it. And you could choose to accept that person to be in your life or not. Yeah. But really about but really clearing is really not about the other person. Clearing is about you, and it's about you clearing your energy. And letting it go. Yeah, because there's people that are mad at dead people. <laughs> How do you clear with a dead person? They're not here. Right. You know, there's people who, who are upset with people that, are, that have walked out of their life, that broke their hearts and left. So I really, honestly, I'm, I believe firmly that we don't need to be with the other person. Because if, you, if you're willing to take responsibility for your own emotions and your feelings, then it's not about the other person. It's about you. Right. And the way you clear is by just, you know, letting it, making a mental commitment with yourself to move forward. Mm. It might mean journaling it. You know, you could journal about it. You could listen to a song and think about it. Have a good cry. Yeah. Crying works. Boys do cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, crying works and, and just giving yourself a moment to have a cathartic moment. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I recommend is that people, you know, play music that is just gentle relaxation music. Enya is one of my favorites, mm -hmm. as you know. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, putting your hands on that part of your body where you feel pain. Some people feel it in their stomach because they stuff everything. Some people feel it in their hearts. And right now, if you're going through a painful moment in your life, you know, just take a moment and just take a deep breath in and let it out and then put your hands over your heart and think about those things in your life that hurt. Mm. You know, sometimes we we are hanging on to people who died that we haven't really felt fully their loss and we haven't let it go. Broken relationships, broken dreams. And, it, and it's a beautiful process to just clear. There's ways of doing it, you know, like in, in the privacy of your own home. It could be while you're meditating, it could be yeah. in the shower, it could be in the ocean, but just really give yourself permission to clear. Yeah. Whether it's with another person from a responsible standpoint or with yourself. Sure. Cool. You've done that. Of course. Yeah. What's the value of what's the value of clearing? <sighs> Again, freedom for me. Yeah. It was like, you know, I did that in, you know, past relationships the next girlfriend who now it's like we're closer than ever now when right. i was afraid of a lot of things it's like now we can be friends because we both cleared you know i came from a responsible place cleared 
And then she cleared with me and it's like we can connect without feeling this. But coming from a responsible place. So clearing is not, yeah. hey, you jerk, you yeah. made me feel that. This is what, what you did to me. Because then you'll need to clear that one too. Because <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> then they're going to get upset. I think, yeah. And when I cleared, it was really coming from a place of gratitude, like you said. It was like, I'm so grateful for you and our experience and our relationship. And uh, But here are the things that really weren't working for me. And I wanted to express it. Yeah, express it. But not coming from this like defensive guarded place, but right. just like open and loving. And I think that energy is what really makes a difference. Absolutely. The The third principle is integrity. Mm. You know, there's no shortcuts. There's no cutting corners. There's no quick, rick, you know, quick, rich schemes. You know, I think that integrity is about doing your homework. It's about being somebody that keeps their word, honors their agreements, and someone who operates from an ethical principle place. You know, when you come from principles and values and you come from an ethical place, yeah. you know, a principled place, then uh, that creates wholeness and it creates credibility. Yeah. When you trust, break, right? when you trust, absolutely. Credibility is really trust sure. and relationship. So when you honor your agreements, when you keep your word, when you have ethics, you know, you're an ethical person. When you operate from a, you know, the a spiritual high ground place, then that also creates the platform for prosperity, and that creates abundance. Right. There's nothing that will affect your self worth more than breaking your word, yeah, breaking agreements, lying, cheating, stealing, ripping people off, mm -hmm. you know, looking for the loophole in the system and taking advantage of it. Yeah, you know, just everything you do in life you pay pay now pay later yeah and if you want true abundance in your life you got to come from a place of integrity that means cleaning up broken agreements so those of you that have a trail of broken agreements clean them mm. up yeah <laughs> you know words like i am sorry i blew it my bad I acknowledge I broke the agreement. My commitment is because that's the other thing we do is that we break agreements and then we hide. And we just say, I'm sorry, but we never say what we're going to do moving forward. Well, sometimes people don't even say, I'm sorry. Have you ever had someone oh, owe you course. money and disappear? Yeah. Never respond to your text. Yeah. Your and then like, you're, and then the issue is yours. Right. And then you feel bad that you're actually bothering them. Yeah. To get your money back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people can relate to this. <laughs> right. You know, so, uh, you know, it's integrity. It's really about being a man and a woman of principles. Yeah. That, you know, that's, you know, whatever your principles are. One of the things that I also recommend, another, another little assignment we could give people is make a list of your principles. Hmm. What are your top 10 principles? You know, think about it. What are your top 10 principles? If you're going to pick... 10 principles that define Lewis, what would they be? Mm, like my... Uh, like integrity and yeah. honesty and honor. Yeah, I would say integrity. I would say uh, passion. Is, mm -hmm. that, is that a principle? Yeah, absolutely. Passion, I would say... You're committed to a passionate life. Yeah, I would say love. Being loving. Yeah, being loving. I would say uh, family. Absolutely. Um, service. Okay, service, which is outflowing, giving. yeah. yeah. Um, is gratitude is that yeah living in gratitude yeah, that's a yeah, principle too. yeah so those would be a few that I'd start yeah a few of them yeah yeah I could align with that so it's important that we be aware of them sometimes you know we forget I think it'd be valuable to write write them down yeah I should even, probably do that myself yeah you know 
write it down, create, you know, have fun with it. Yeah. You know, like my, my, my principles are yeah. frame it, yeah, you know, like have that. it, have it, have it be something that leads you because a lot of yeah. times when we put as the focal point of our lives money, then, you know, money mm. comes and goes, mm. relationships come and go, you know, there's all those things come and go. But when you put your principles at the center of your life and spirit could be in there, God could be in there, Buddha, whatever it is that you believe in, right. you know, but I think that when you have integrity and you have principles, then you're whole and complete, and then you attract that. That's an abundant state. Sure. I like that. Yeah. That's good. The next principle would be, which is number four, number five, one, two, three, four. Yeah, number, number four, four is visualization. So I love this. Yeah, visualization is actually seeing the result complete. Mm, before it happens. Yeah, seeing it. Yeah. So when I visualize my business already making over a million dollars a year in profit, spreading all over Latin America, having people experiencing abundance because of this business and because we're a business that operates from outflowing, from clearing, from integrity, then you know, we become unstoppable. Yeah. And then you actually see the result. And what's great about visualization is that you have something to gravitate towards. Yeah. And the clearer you visualize things, the more likely it is to happen. It comes from the word vision. Mm -hmm. So having a clear vision, there's no possibility for abundance without having a vision. Yeah. I think it's, a, I think this is a very important part and it's something I learned as an athlete about visualization was seeing the play happen before it happens. And I got to practice that as an athlete and transition it into business world. And it's definitely one of the most powerful things you can do with anything, seeing the relationship that you want to have, seeing the business, the body and visualizing the way the vision will look uh, in the future. And the reason why a lot of us fall into the same traps and we keep falling into the same breakdowns is because what we're doing actually is we're visualizing all the, the things breakdowns. we don't want. Right. <laughs> and so we're visualizing how it's going to fail and we're visualizing how it's not going to turn out. Mm -hmm. And we're visualizing that we don't have the money, that we don't have the time that we can't. And then your vision becomes a reality. Mm. And so, you know, I always say that be careful what you visualize because it may come true. You got to be very conscious that visualization is something that we use all the time. And it's in an abundance and prosperity. It's a question of channeling it in the right direction. Yeah. So that always have your visualization include what you want, not what you don't want. So a vision would not be, you know, my vision for my life is a life without scarcity and without pain and without uh, suffering because what you're doing is you're bringing all those experiences alive yeah. versus my vision for my life is a life of abundant, a life of health, a life of joy. And so you're actually putting and planting into the universe and your consciousness all the things that you want. Yeah, I think I think it was Mother Teresa that would talk about being for peace as opposed to against war. Right. She never talked about being against something because that would then bring it forth, right? Yeah, one thing is a position, another thing is a stand. Mm. When you stand for something and you stand for something, you're standing for something that's positive. When you position yourself, you're against something. And so what I'm when when you create a vision, it's important that your vision be a stand. 
what is your vision for the life that you want, for your health, for your finances, for your family, for your children, for your business. You just opened up a business. What's your vision? And the clearer you have that vision, the more likely it will become a reality. And one of the tools that I use to create a vision is called a vision map. Mm -hmm. And a vision map is a very powerful tool, which basically it's you creating a mental image right in front of you on something real of the life that you want. So how do you do that? You could get cardboard, you could get paper, you could get construction paper, and you know, like a big billboard. And on that billboard, you put all the things that you want. You know, you look through magazines. If you want to have this a certain body, then you cut out a picture of that body, put sure. it right where you are in the middle. If you have this beautiful house of your dreams and you see it in a magazine, cut it out and paste it right on the board. Sure. If you got this hot, beautiful, gorgeous woman, you know, that you <laughs> dream about that dances salsa oh, yeah. and she's Latina <laughs> and she's hot, spicy, passionate, and you see her <laughs> and you see that picture, put it right on the board. <laughs> yeah. And so basically what you're doing is you're creating what's called a vision board. Uh-huh. In business, you could also do that. You could create a vision board for your business mm-hmm. of the type of results that you want, the places that you want it to be in. And so there's there's a, you know, like let's say you want to expand your vision in Latin America, and then you get pictures of Latin America on there. Yeah. If you want lots of money, then you get pictures of money. Or the culture of the people you want to have in the company, the way you want the company to look physically. Yeah, and you things. could you create a board with it, though. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, a physical board. Yeah, it's like a high school, you know, science project, but your project is called your vision. Yeah, and there's actually a, a, a a site online, I believe it's called dreamitalive.com. Very that, cool. That allows you to do a a digital vision board so you can take things from the internet oh my and have it on your screensaver. That's great. And share it with your friends. Oh, I, that's great. I'll make sure to link it up in the show notes, but I believe it's dreamitalive.com. How cool. Pretty sweet. Very sweet. So visualization is a very important principle uh-huh. because that allows us to create not just in our minds, but right in front of us mm-hmm. in a concrete way. Yeah. Next principle is affirmation. Okay. Okay. So once we have the vision, we got our vision clear, we've got it on paper, we got it in a board, and we have it in our minds. Uh, Affirmation is affirming that something is so. So when I affirm, I'm creating a mental consciousness of what it is that I want, but I'm putting it into words in a positive way. Language anchors us into reality. Yeah. And language so, is powerful. And so when I speak things, you know, we're always making affirmations. For example, when you say, you know, this traffic is killing me, you're affirming that it's killing me. Mm. You know, I'm, I, you know, I, I never have the chance to make things happen. You, every time you speak, you're making an affirmation. Wow. And so what this principle does is that it teaches you to create powerful words that open up possibility for you. Mm. Can you give me an example of a positive affirmation? A positive affirmation is I am an effective and passionate public speaker. Mm. So let's say you really feel like you're not, but when you create an affirmation that puts you into the consciousness of it, what it does is that it empowers you. Let's say you're really horrible managing your money you create an affirmation that says something like, 
I manage my money easily and effortlessly. Mm. You know, so affirmations are creating a statement of the things that you want to be able to be effective at. It's kind of like kind of like creating little mini contracts with yourself. Yeah, it's like creating, you know, like a, a promise with yourself. Yeah. And remember what you think and what you speak creates reality. And so mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're creating like kryptonite to the negativity. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying positive affirmations like let's say that You've had a hard time being a responsible person because you kind of break your word all the time and you're a victim and you have a hard time showing love and you have a hard time uh, being powerful. So you create, you know, words like responsible, powerful, loving, you know, and, and create different affirmations that respond to the things that you need. Right. You know, there's all kinds of affirmations you can create for yourself. There's affirmations on public speaking. There's affirmations on money management. There's sure. relationships. Relationships. Way you know, but affirmation basically is having a positive attitude and turn that positive attitude into something that you create for yourself. Now, do you use this affirmation daily, whenever you're in a breakdown, or just when you wake up? What should people be doing with this? One of the things that I recommend that people do with affirmations is to create their own affirmations. So basically what you're speaking to is the things that you want to create and not necessarily you're in, re- you're not, not that you're in, re- you don't want to be in reaction to something. So for example, if let's say you have a horrible backache and it's been, you know, something that you've been struggling with, you're not going to say my backache no longer hurts. Yeah. You know, but what you could say is I am now enjoying a painless experience with my back or my back is healthy and clear mm-hmm. you know so basically what you're speaking to is what you want not what you don't want sure and so one of the things i recommend is that we think about the areas that you need to work on think of the areas that that are challenging for you maybe it's challenge you for you to be expressive maybe it's challenging for you to be detail-oriented mm-hmm. maybe it's challenging for you to trust be present Maybe it's challenging you for you to be focused because you have a permanent ADD. Right. Whatever it is that it's challenging, when you create affirmations that are positive, what they do is that it gives you like what like the treasure map, a a reminder of what you want. Mm. And it supports you. It's like what we create when we talk about contracts. Right. It's promises to yourself. And so those are very important because what it does is that it empowers us to keep our mind focused. Mm. Okay. So that's affirmation. That's point number five, correct? Yes, it is. Point number six is uh, once, once I have my consciousness of abundance, I'm giving and I've cleared my past and I operate from integrity and I visualize my future and I've created my vision board and I have my affirmations, which is positive messages that I've written down for myself. Then what's important is for me to establish what's called a declaration. And a declaration is declaring from a place of that the universe has the resources for me to accomplish what I want, when I want, with who I want. So it's not, there's no limitations. So if I come from a place of I have the power to create what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want, I can have it all. Mm. 
then I'm ready to make a declaration. And a declaration is basically establishing goals. Because what goals do is that it makes life and it turns it into an enjoyable game. Mm. So basically, I'm going to be able to create like a roadmap. And, you know, I want to look at my vision board and see what it is that I want from my vision. But it's important to create concrete goals. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just kind of wandering, right? You're just kind of going about. Floating. floating. You're floating through life. No direction. And it's important to create goals, but not be attached to the goals. Mm. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in another principle. So, so why make a goal if you're if you don't achieve it? Well, no, it's it's not about not achieving. It. It's not about resignation. It's about trusting it. Okay. It's about trusting that that you know that that I'm going to make do my best effort to get to that goal, but I don't need to be consumed by it. Yeah. Because sometimes people get so consumed by their goals that they actually push their goals away. Mm. Because if I have to have that relationship and I show up in in a, in a date that way, what's going to happen? Push them away. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I don't want to be with someone who's needy. <laughs> yeah, right. Or if you, I have to have that job and you go to that job interview and you're sweating bullets and yeah. you're nervous and your voice is cracking and you can't communicate clearly. The the, the guy you know that's interviewing you is going to go, you know right. what? You're not the candidate for us. Right. So it's so about having, it. yeah. it's about creating and declaring from a joyful, abundant place and trusting that the universe will manifest what needs to manifest. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't mean to be apathetic or res- resigned or whatever happens, happens. No, make it happen, go for it. Yeah. But it's important to not be attached to it. Because the part of your journey, it may take you into something else that could be actually what you really want or a better opportunity or bring you a relationship that really changes your life forever. So you never know where it may lead you, right? Exactly. Yeah. So when you when you declare goals and you write write them down, writing them down is very important. And one of the things that I recommend is that we start with the future from the present. So what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, let's say today is the 27th of February, which is when we're recording this. I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's the 27th of February, 2014. So for me to imagine, it's the 27th of February, 2024. Wow. So in 10 years. First of all, how old are you going to be in 10 years? From this date, I'll be... 40. You'll be 40? Is that it? Be, I hate you. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be 31 in March 16th, so I'll be 40. Yeah, this date, 10 years. Wow. Let's get up there. Yeah, really up there, 40. <laughs> and I'll be 59. Wow. In 10 years. But That's you, up there, too. But for those who haven't seen Chris in person, he looks really young. He looks I'm like, 49, but I look 20. You look like you're, <laughs> yeah, I would say 30s, but yeah. <laughs> I act 20. The energy of a 20-year-old. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so in 10 in ten years, I'll be 59 years old. Wow. I say it, and, I, and my mind does not grasp it, because mm-hmm. I don't see myself in any kind of age. But it's a good exercise to think about, okay, in 10 years, how old will I be? And then not only that... What are the 10 goals I want to have accomplished by then? Mm. And so one of the things I recommend is that people actually imagine that it's 10 years later and to write down on a sheet of paper, today is, and in our case, because today's the 27th of February, 2014, so I would write down on a sheet of paper, today is February 27th, 2024, 
I am, in my case, 59 years young. (laughs) (laughs) And here are the top 10 goals I accomplished. And then I would write them down as if it already happened. And then then bring that from 10 years to five years to one year to one month to one week. Yeah. And then you're seeing how the next week you're actually creating the next 10 years. Yeah. Because think about it. 10 years goes by flying. It does. And I like this a lot. What's this? What are we calling this one? What's this point? Declaration. Declaration. I like this because I've been doing this for probably about seven or eight years now, even longer, actually, even in high school. But where I set one or two big goals for the year and I declare it, I put it on a certificate of achievement and I put it up my wall. I can actually show you the one in the other room. Uh, but I have it up my wall of what I've achieved with the date and then a signature. So it's like it's awarded to me by me. And by doing that, it's, it's always allowed me to kind of reach that goal faster and visualize it by declaring it, like you said. So I think this is a huge point. And I'm glad it's a very important. Yeah, it's a very important point because it it puts us already in the consciousness of the future Mm -hmm. now. And when we look at time, time really is an illusion, you know, because in our reality is going to be more about 10 years than now, Mm. because right now will be a memory. Yeah. And so if you look at the last 10 years, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the last 10 years have gone by flying, flying. You know, I remember when two, the year 2000 was far away. Yeah. And when I, when we got to the year 2000, I was like, wow, that came fast. And it's been 14 years since. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Just time flies and life is that way. Life yeah. flies. Yeah. And before you know it, you know, we're looking at what's next. Yeah. <laughs> and so what we're doing here is we're taking responsibility for our lives and, you know, creating goals and declaring it from that place of the future. Then Everything you do today, you're working towards it. Another example of somebody that did what you did, which is great, is uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey wrote himself a check. I think it was for $2 million. And he was at that time living in a apartment, renting, you know, barely paying the bills. And he wrote this check for a million dollars or $2 million, whatever it was. And he says, I'm not stopping till I can cash that. Mm. So he visualized that future. He affirmed it. And he declared it because I think he wrote the the date on the check, yeah. you know, within like five years or something. And he made it happen. And he made it happen. It's incredible. And so everything we've created in our life came from a vision. Sure. Now, what would you say for people who may be listening and be thinking, well, I don't want to think 10 years ahead because I want to live in the present. And why go into the future that much? Why not just live right now? Live for the now. What would you say to someone who had that? You know. There's nothing wrong with living in the, in the present, but what what having a ten year goal plan, game plan, or goals in the next ten years is that it makes the present more enjoyable mm-hmm. because what you're doing now creates the future. Yeah, and so a lot of times we don't realize that it's our like, actions today is what's going to create tomorrow. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm the same way. I live the moment, but I also have my game plan very clear, like a vision, because it's about being effective. And if we want abundance and prosperity, then these are the tools that are yeah. going to bring you to that. Yeah. You know, Walt Disney said it best. If you can dream it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's right in front of me in your <laughs> office. <laughs> yep. Number seven, principle number seven is persistence. Mm. You know, and what's persistence? Persistence is the continuing or the continuation of choosing a goal. 
as I continue to choose the goal over and over and over, that allows me to be persistent. A lot of times we forget that we got to keep recommitting to the goal. For example, the last time I was on the pod on the podcast with you, I was probably eighteen pounds mm-hmm. heavier. Yeah, you look you look great now. And Slim. and uh, you know, and it and it's not that I was you know I was eighteen pounds heavier, but you know I'm six two and I carry yeah, it well yeah. and. You know, but still, I was aware that I was, you know, getting overweight, and I made the goal, and I visualized it to weigh a certain amount of, you sure. know, to weigh a certain amount. And uh, along the way, I had to keep choosing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it took persistence. Yeah, and persisting is when I remind myself this is my goal, and I keep choosing it. Yeah, because sometimes we think it's just about choosing it once. Mm. But persistence is about every moment, not you know, doing whatever it takes. Yeah, doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter if you're in the mood. Doesn't matter if you you know if you if you like or don't like what you're doing. The important thing is you got to keep your eye on your vision, and be committed to that vision beyond how you feel. Sure. And most of us back out of goals because we just don't feel like keeping them anymore. Yeah. So all those people that are overweight, I hate to say it, you're overweight because you don't feel like losing weight. Mm. Those of you that are broke and don't have the money and don't have abundance, you you don't have money, not because of the economy, not because of the opportunities, but because you haven't been persistent about it. You don't want it bad enough. Yeah, you don't want it bad enough. You're not, you know, because my premise is that every human being has the power to create the life that they want. Yeah. And if they're not creating it, there's something about them that is not working. And so the persistence is very important, you know, just being very persistent and keep choosing the goal. Hmm. Principle, and this is funny because principle number eight is actually surrendering Hmm. and not being attached. So how do I be persistent and not be attached? Okay. The way to do that is, I keep choosing the goal with the timeline that I've set for myself. And, you know, it's kind of like they say, it's not over till the fat lady sings. But once I hit that platform or that timeline, it comes to a point where I need to either make a new goal, shift the goal, negotiate the goal, but I need to be surrendered. And being surrendered is not being attached. Yeah. So if I choose the goal, I'm not choosing the goal to be somebody. For example, a lot of people want to lose weight for the wrong reasons. They want to lose weight because they they want to look good. And then they get attached to it. And when they don't hit the goal, they beat themselves up. They feel bad. Especially all of those of you that are listening to perfectionist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if I don't hit that goal, you know, then and 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 that's really a negative place to come from because then you can't correct it. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the last podcast we talked about the step to handling breakdown. Yeah. So it's like if you don't hit the, if you don't hit it, you gotta be you gotta be willing to go. You know what? I acknowledge myself because I went for it. I was persistent. I did whatever it took. I didn't accomplish it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, what's the lesson? What can I learn from it? Because I'm still a great person, regardless of whether I hit a goal sure. or not. And what's what can I do moving forward? What worked? What yeah. didn't work? What needs to be different? So it's really important not to be attached in yeah. life. And I think that the minute we get attached to things, we become victims. Mm. You know, if I get attached to having a relationship or attached to having a business or attached to having a specific result, then I become a victim of it versus 
I have the vision of being in a relationship, the vision of having success in my business, and I'm connected to my vision, and out of my vision, I'm committed to it, and if for some reason it doesn't turn out, it's okay too. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world, you know, if you don't accomplish something. It is the end of the world if you quit. Mm. Because if you quit, that means you're surrendering. You know, you're 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 resigning, sorry, not surrendering. You're resigning. And so surrender is not resign. Surrender is flow. Mm. Be in the flow, be in the magic. Sure. And that's flow is the topic of the last episode that was on the school greatness. So, oh, really? For those that didn't listen to that one, it's amazing, and it's all about getting in the flow state. Yeah, yeah, being in that state of consciousness of just flowing and yeah. and and seeing life as an ocean, yep. you know, and just being and tapping into that energy. Yeah, you know, it's the zone. Yep, the pocket. Yeah, so that that will also create the abundance and the prosperity that will have you attract all kinds of things. Sure. Sure. And so that principle is very important. The ninth principle is called sourcing. And then sourcing is really about the consciousness that everything's up to you. If something is going to happen, it's up to you. And you see, you're always the source. For everything in your For life. For everything. The question is, what are you sourcing? Mm. What type of relationship? If you're sourcing joy, love, happiness, health, success, abundance, it's you. If you're sourcing conflict, breakdown, stress, scarcity, it's you. Yeah. And so sourcing is really the probably one of the biggest principles of abundance prosperity because when we take responsibility for everything, then life shows up much differently. Even things that have happened to you under your not under your control, let's say, or everything. Well, I mean, it's a it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's because what happens is what you just asked is a very powerful question. What happens is a lot of times we confuse responsibility with blame. So is it my fault that my husband cheated on me, or that my partner ripped me off? Mm. Or that my stockbroker put my money in a fund that was a you know a, a, an illegal fund. No, it's not my fault, but it's my responsibility. Yeah, and I get to look responsibly for how I create that, or how I generated that, or what questions did I not ask? What did I allow? What's the lesson for me? Even if there's, even if if you look back and you're like, I couldn't have done anything different. It doesn't matter. There's still a responsible viewpoint of it. Yeah. Maybe you're not responsible for it happening, but you're responsible for what you do with what happened. So I can't change the fact that that happened, but what I do with that, being empowered by it, yeah. being inspired by it, that's all on me. Yeah. Because a lot of times, let a lot of times people let events define them. For example, divorce, a relationship that didn't work, a a, an injury. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it could be the end or the beginning. You know that. Yeah, happened to me. Yeah, you you turned something uh, from a breakdown to a breakthrough. Yeah, you had an injury that ended one career and opened opened you up to something amazing. Yeah, super grateful for the injury. Yeah, it's a blessing. But you didn't. If you didn't take responsibility for it, you'd be mm -hmm. one of those thousands of athletes that have a story. Yeah, and it's about why about why they don't have what they want. It's interesting because 
you know, as an arena football player, we play in a, in a small arena with walls. And so it's like a hockey rink, ice hockey rink with AstroTurf and padded walls. But the pads aren't really that padded. And my receivers coach, who I didn't really respect that much at the time, who I didn't feel like he was a great coach. He was kind of putting us in harm's way, I felt like. Uh-huh. He always said, you know, make sure you dive for the ball every time. Like, make sure you go all out. And it's like, if you don't follow their instructions, you're not going to play. Right, right. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can to play. You have to do what they say. Yeah, you have to. And so he's like, you got to dive, dive, dive. And so the quarterback throws the ball towards the wall. And so I dived to, to like make the effort, even though I knew I wasn't going to get it. And that's when I broke my wrist. Wow. And I could have easily, I knew I broke it right away. I hit the wall and it snapped. And I could have easily been like, I guess I was frustrated at the time with the coach. I was like, why did he... Why did I listen to him? This and that. I was scared if I want to play, if I didn't but do you this. But you could have chosen not to. Exactly. I could have chosen to let the ball go and just not worry about it and not break my wrist and be have surgery and have been a cast for six months. Right. But I took responsibility afterwards. You know, I was frustrated at first, but then I was like, you know what? What can I make from this? Right. And I'm so grateful that I did play professional football and that I did achieve a dream. Even if it wasn't the NFL, it's like I still... It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I got to do what I loved and what's next. And you turned it into a huge opportunity. I'm so blessed and grateful for it. Yeah. And yeah. look at you now and look at all the people that you get to impact through the work that you do. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have that. Exactly. So when, when we see life from that standpoint, from the... You know, it's called sourcing from that I am the source and I'm responsible for everything that I participate in life in a different way. And, you know, you think, how am I responsible for something like war in the Middle East? Well, you know, it's not your fault, but what you contribute on a daily basis, whether it's negative or positive, can create war or can create peace. Right. And so sourcing is the idea of attracting to our lives all the things, all the people, all the right situations sure. that that we say that we want because we are always the source. And it's a question of what are you sourcing? Hmm. And if you want to source success and if you want to source positive things, then you have to start shifting your viewpoint. Yeah, And so that's a very important principle because being responsible isn't just if it if something's going to happen, it's up to me. It's also I'm responsible for how I see the world. And so my interpretation of the events also affect me. Right. So we don't have control over how people treat us, but we always have control to how we respond. Hmm. I can't control the economy. I can't control if my boss is having a bad day. I can't control if a client that I've been working with for three months decides to blow me off and then go with someone else. I can't control partners. I can't control anybody outside of me. But true abundance is about self-control. Yeah. And it's about being clear that I am the one who creates the filters in my life and I could see life through those filters. And I could see life as a victim which is blaming everybody, which gets us nowhere. Or I could see life as a blessing and see life as the source. Yeah. And so when we come from source, then we actually attract the things that we want. And I want to say something to people that, you know, wow, you know, so far we've talked about nine principles. It's a lot. How do I apply all of them? You don't need to apply all of them. Just apply one. Yeah. You apply one of them your life will already start to see a shift. Sure. 
you know, and so it's important to, to do that. And the final principle, which to me is, you know, awesome is, uh, surround myself with a team, mm. you know, we, we, you know, ego thinks that I don't need anybody, but that's not true. We all need coaches. Yeah. We all need partners. We all need buddies. We all need, uh, resources. You know, networking is one of the most powerful tools that we can use in business that we could use in relationships you know that you know let's say you want to have a business and you know your dreams to create a business find someone who's already created it and yeah. you know learn from them have them be your mentor yep. you want to have a successful relationship find people that have that actually created successful relationships sure. you know whatever it is that you're looking for surround yourself with people that are going to line up with your vision therefore it is important to remove toxic people from your life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. It's important to remove toxic people from your life. Mm. So how do you do that? How do you do that though without feeling bad? If you've been friends with someone or if you've, you know, have a history with them or your family or, you know, you've done a lot of business. How do you remove someone without being abandoning them? Let's say, or them feeling abandoned or them feeling a certain by being it. by being clear that you're not removing them, your vision is. Mm. So my vision is a life of joy and peace and success, and I want to surround myself with joyful, peaceful, successful right. people. And I have somebody who's a roadblock mm. in that, and who's actually taking. I need to have a com. I need to have the talk. Mm. And the talk is, I love you, Lewis. You're a great person, and you've been important in my life. And I want you to know that uh, in my life, there's no room for anything negative. Mm. And when you're ready to be positive and you're ready to have a different attitude, welcome back. But until then, I don't want you in my life. Wow. And I know it sounds cold, but they don't have a problem being negative in your life. Right. They don't have a problem taking from you. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's actually a blessing for them as well because we end up enabling people like that. By you allowing somebody toxic in your life, you enable them to be toxic. Continue being that way. Yeah. yeah. And then what happens is that nothing changes. It's, it's when people realize that they can't get away with things anymore that sometimes breakthroughs happen. And I've gotten, you know, I don't, I hate to say the word get rid of, but I've, I have, you know, shifted away from a lot of people in my life that were toxic yeah and some of them had the biggest breakthroughs because i was no longer available for them mm. and by that they started taking inventory in their lives and they shifted and then now they're back in my life yeah and they had a breakthrough so it's it's really important to surround yourself with a team of people that speak the same language that have the same vision and that line up with what you say matters to you because then you become truly unstoppable in having the results that you want in your life. Mm. And if somebody on your in your life is taking energy away from you, then it, you owe it to you and to your family and to the people that you love to do something about it. And to your vision, because you're not able to fulfill your vision with the most power and precision if you're allowing yourself to be held back by one person. Well, we need all the energy. Exactly. We need, you know, it's a question of energy. You want all your energy towards your vision, yeah. towards your business, towards success. Your lifestyle, towards the way you want to feel. Yeah. Your freedom. Absolutely. I love it. These are the 10 principles. Yes, they are. They're amazing. Use them, practice them. I love it. And we're going to have everything linked up in the show notes. 
And uh, you are at Chris Motivador. I'm at Chris Motivador, or you could follow me on Facebook. You're on Facebook now. Yeah, Chris Lee Motivational Trainer. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. I have an English and Spanish bilingual. And and Chris has been doing this for 25 years now, right? 27. Like 27 years you've been training and teaching. Seminars all around the world. All over the world. All over the world. I do them in, in different languages. I speak English and Spanish, but I have translators. Yeah. So I've done this all over the world, like in Russia. I've done it in China, Australia, yeah. Latin America. And I do experiential workshops. Yeah on emotional intelligence. Yeah, and they are incredible. So if you ever get the chance, a lot of my friends have worked with you. Yes, they have. A lot of people. Family members. Everyone. Everyone that I've on my team has experienced yeah. the the training of Chris Lee and uh, the experiences that you put people through. They're incredible. They're healing. They're freeing. They're loving. It's great because people actually go through an experience. So yeah. I mean, one thing is to listen to this podcast. Another thing is to read the podcast. The other thing is to experience it. Yeah. Feel it in your body. Yeah. Having it in your body. And, and, and of course, there's more time. I mean, these are yeah. three-day workshops, four-day workshops, yeah. five-day workshops. Yeah. They're incredible. And uh, I can't recommend them uh, highly enough. I also can go to your business. Yeah. And go do workshops there. And, and I do a, I do a one day business training as well. I like it. I like you it. You know. And Lewis and I also do things together. Exactly. So, so if if uh, if anyone's interested uh, in seeing a transformation in any area of their life, or they or you just want to get, uh, you don't have what you want yet, I highly recommend checking out where Chris is going to be next. Tweet him. Uh, hit him up on Facebook. Or connect with me on Twitter at Lewis House, and I can let you know when he's training next. Again, he's all over the world training, but he comes to LA a lot, Vegas, probably Miami. once a month. Yeah, once once a month in LA. In LA. So, again, check out the show notes at lewishouse.com to connect uh, with this episode. Please share it with your friends. And since we the last time you were on, the you know since you answered the question of what does greatness mean to you, I have to think of a different question right now. So let's do throw it at me. Let's do. Um, <laughs> Let's do, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I see the shows that I'm working on right now. I'm working with Univision, a show called Despierta America, which is Wake Up America. I like that. And I'm collaborating on that show. I'm also collaborating on several TV shows. I actually see in five years my own show. Mm. And what I want to do is I want to impact Latin America. It's, it's one of my passions. So it's kind of like a... A cross between Oprah and Dr. Phil, mm-hmm. you know, where we educate, orient, and motivate people. In and Latin, Latin America, America, in Latin America, Latin television's huge right now. Yeah, you know, uh, and uh, Univision's competing with NBC, ABC, CBS, wow. and actually beating them on different time time slots. And so, I envision myself in five years with a show that educates, orients, and motivates people. Wow. Yeah, you've got way more passion than Dr. Phil and more hair. So. <laughs> and, and I'm skinnier. I'm thinner. <laughs> I'm already skinnier. <laughs> exactly. Chris, I acknowledge you for the huge heart you have for all the work that you do, for your dedication to so many people's lives. You are a gift and an inspiration to me and so many people. So I acknowledge you for your continuous work, passion, and love for everyone and humanity. And I thank you so much for coming on this episode and uh, pumped to have you back on in a few months. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you that are listening. And you know, my invitation to you is really remember that you already are abundant. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
guys, Mr. Chris Lee. Make sure to check out the show notes over at lewishouse.com slash 54, the number 54, lewishouse.com slash 54. You'll get all the show notes on Mr. Chris Lee and the 10 principles of abundance and prosperity. I love this episode. And if you guys have not heard his first episode, it was number 36. And this one was uh, an amazing episode as well. He has such a big heart, and uh, we're definitely going to have to bring him on back on in the near future for his next lesson in greatness. But with that, guys, again, continue to share your thoughts over on the blog. And uh, if you have any questions for Chris, feel free to tweet him at Chris Motivador on Twitter, and also just uh, leave a comment over on the blog for him on this uh, on the show notes at lewishouse.com slash five four. And I'm sure he'll uh, check them out and respond to you there if uh, if you have any questions for him. Also, this will be fun. Chris is over on Instagram. So if you if you if you are listening to this anywhere, go ahead and tag uh, myself and Chris or just put hashtag school of greatness or the picture of where you are listening to Chris all over the world. I think that'd be a cool treat for him to see where listeners are tapping into his information. So go ahead and post it over on Instagram where you're listening to the episode. Last week we had someone in South Africa, like in the bushes with some baby elephants in the wild, posting a picture. It was pretty incredible. So let's see if you can top that with something cool of your own. And with that, guys, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Technology is a resource liberating mechanism and its scarcity is actually contextual. Something is only scarce until you develop the technology that turns it into something abundant. They introduced this concept of exponential technological progress. To explain this, they talk about 30 steps. If you take 30 linear steps, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 30 steps later, you're at 30. If you take 30 exponential steps, 2, 4, 8, 16, 30 steps later, you're at a billion. That's the reason that the cell phone in your pocket today is a million times cheaper, a million times smaller, and a thousand times more powerful than a $60 million supercomputer was in the 1960s. That's the billion-fold increase in price and performance and miniaturization. You know, a young person with a cell phone in Africa today has access to better communications technology than the U.S. president did 25 years ago. So it's this concept of exponential growth, right? And then you have the rising billion around the world, people coming online for the first time, buying smartphones, joining the global conversation. You have a new generation of techno-philanthropists, you know, people that have made billions of dollars in the information age. They have the resources of nation states and they want to transform the world. You have, you have DIY innovators, you know, leveraging emerging technologies to impact the world in a positive way. And so the book in of being a kind of really optimistic take on a possible path that we could take. We can leverage these emerging technologies that are evolving exponentially and we can transform the world. It's up to us and abundance shows us how. Amigos, para todos ustedes que nos están escuchando desde Latinoamérica, Estamos aquí con Lewis House en la Escuela de la Grandeza. What does that mean? The School of Greatness. School of Greatness, I like it. Y hoy vamos a hablar sobre la abundancia <laughs> y la prosperidad. Un principio que es bien importante. El primero. The first principle. 